Hey everyone, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. I hope you're having a fantastic Friday, well, Thursday night or Friday morning. It's technically it's technically Friday right now because it's Thursday at 12.05 at night as I'm recording this. So I suppose happy Thursday night slash happy Friday morning. I'm Azrin the Language Nerd, as usual, owner of the Calgary Language Nerds. My team and I, we teach a wide variety of different languages to people of all ages and all levels of fluency. We'd love to work with you. We are very good at helping people to progress and become more fluent in their target language, whether that be through some of our free services, for example, our free course on how to learn a language, or through our paid services, for instance, our private lessons or small group lessons. Visit azrinthelanguagenerd.com to learn more about those. The website is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com. And with that aside, let's dive into today's podcast episode. I was thinking about something today which is important for language learners to realize. The other skill sets that you have developed in your life are going to play, are going to impact, <clears throat> are going to impact your overall experience when it comes to learning a language. Let me say that one more time because I'm not sure if that's going to fully sink into people's brains. So listen carefully. The skill sets that you have developed throughout your lifetime are going to impact your overall language learning experience. In fact, we can take that statement a step further. Not just your skill sets, but your overall temperament, your overall personality, your overall strengths, your overall weaknesses, who you are as a human being, the good sides of you, the bad sides of you, the, the beautiful sides of you, the ugly sides of you, the things that you excel at, things the things you're really bad at, all of that is going to impact your overall experience when it comes to learning a language. So let, let me give you a couple examples of what I mean. I was speaking to someone earlier, was it today? Well, actually, I can think of a few people I've spoken to this week, actually, not just one. I can think of a few people that I have spoken to this week that struggle with technology. They are not able to use technology very easily, whether it be Zoom calls or understanding how to use Google to find the exact types of resources that they would like to find. In fact, I talked to someone today who's actually young. They are in high school. And this individual in particular, I asked them, like, I asked this person, I was like, do you use Google for your school assignments? I asked because sometimes, um, she's one of my students actually, and sometimes she will ask me things and I think to myself, I wonder if she Googled this because I would Google it and get the answer in seven seconds. So I asked her and she's like, well, no, because I don't really know what to Google and how to do it and like how to know what websites are reliable and blah, blah, blah. So if you are not very adept with technology, well, that's going to, that possibly might impact how well you're able to learn languages because maybe you're trying to use online resources and you're struggling to use them because you're not strong with technology. I received an email literally I don't know, half an hour ago from someone who said, hey, Azarin, I'm trying to get involved in this, uh, the monthly Zoom calls you have and the Discord group you have for your free course right now as a temporary basis for the test people in your new course. I'm trying to get in, but I'm actually, I can't find the videos on your website. I'm on this website and I can't access the course. And that's just a matter of scrolling down a little bit on the webpage. She then said, oh yeah, I'm trying to access the, the Discord server, 
and I can't sign in. Whenever I sign in, it says that my email ID has already been used. I remember I signed up for a Discord account uh, a few months ago. I wonder if that's why I'm not able to sign in. And I replied saying, well, sounds like you have to click on forgot your password so you could reset your password. As for the course materials, you just need to scroll down a little bit on the page. The entire course, all the course materials are on the bottom, kind of the bottom third of the page, blah, blah, blah. But, and, and I don't hold that against her by any means. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses. Well, one factor in today's world is that if you're not very strong on technology, because the world is getting more and more technological every day, it might be more challenging to use some of the newer language learning resources that come out. Like a language learning app, if it's not super user-friendly or if you have a technical bug trying to download it or you know, whatever it is like that, you might struggle with it. Or maybe there's a study, there's a self, like in my program, for example, I was thinking about this. Someone who's really, really, I suppose, scared of technology or not very adept at technology, you know, maybe you might struggle with certain elements of the course that I've even put together. Because sometimes it requires you to be able to YouTube and Google things. And sometimes I tell you, hey, you need to go to YouTube and you have to watch a video on this particular topic. Let me demonstrate how to do it. But if you're not very strong at YouTubing and you don't YouTube things very often, well, you might struggle with that. And that just might be something that it just comes from, it has nothing to do with language learning. And it has everything to do with the fact that you're not good at technology. You know, here's another example. Uh, perhaps when you were in school, you never really were strong at reading and writing in your own first language. You never properly, you never actually developed that skill set. And you sort of punted it. You never practiced it. You never really worked on it. And now you're an adult and you can read well enough to get by on a day-to-day -day level, but you're not a strong reader and you're not a strong writer. And now you might find yourself struggling to remember how to, uh, not remember, you might, be find, you might find yourself struggling to read and write in your target language. And you're like, man, this is so hard. I can never remember how to spell things. I can never remember the conjugations. I can never remember, remember how the French endings go. You know, that's gonna, going to affect things. Or I meet a lot of people that have a poor phonics knowledge. Phonics basically means where you have an understanding of what letters say what sound. So a lot of people, when they learn English, when they learn to read, they memorize words. They know S-H-O-R-T is short and they just look at it and like they know how to pronounce it. And when you give them a longer word they haven't seen, they don't know how to sound it out. Some of you listening to the podcast might be able to relate with that, where you look at a word you don't know and you're like, well, I don't know that word. Almost as if it was like a Chinese character or something like that, as opposed to a word that could be sounded out word letter by letter and sound by sound. So if you have a poor phonics knowledge, you're going to struggle with, for example, remembering how to spell things in French because French has a very complex phonics system. By the way, not phonetics, but phonics. It's complex, so if you couldn't do it in English, that's going to transfer to French and you're going to have a hard time. So all I'm trying to say is that your strengths and weaknesses are going to play an important role in your overall language learning experience that you have. I'll give you a couple strengths example examples. If you are, for instance, a people person and you're, you, ha you're, you have great interpersonal skills, well, that might be great for you when you're learning a language because when you're trying to learn how to speak, you might be able to pick that up faster because you can transfer your interpersonal skills from your first language into your second language and you can transfer that over. But if you don't, well, you can't transfer it over. 
So all of that goes to, I was thinking about that, right? I was thinking about how when it comes to learning a language, it sounds so strange, but personal development, just developing yourself as a human being overall, will actually have a benefit for you when it comes to learning languages. Because of so many skills, there are so many skills that transfer to language learning. There are quite a few, lots and lots and lots. Being able to study, like if you can sit and study for an hour, that's going to help you learn languages faster. Here's an example, I can get very meta. I learn very slowly when it comes to printing new alphabets, actually writing new alphabets. I learn very slowly. I also learn really slowly when it comes to reading new alphabets. It's difficult for me. Why is it difficult? Well, because ever since I've been a child, I've never, I've all, I've never enjoyed sitting down and practicing printing and practicing the written and the reading side of language. Even as a child, like even reading was kind of hard for me when I was a kid. Now it got better over time because I got into reading Harry Potter and then I got me to reading other books. And so it sort of got fixed over time, but still like inside of me, I, I never really developed the skill set from as a child of learning how to print and write in other languages. And reading, there's a, there's a connection to reading there as well, not as strong of a connection. So I do learn to read a little bit faster than I learned to print, especially foreign scripts. I do learn that a little faster, but not super fast. So here I am in Mandarin six years later, and there are people that have been studying Mandarin for all of six months, and they print better than I do. They can print characters better than I do, faster than I do, neater than I do. I'm, in, I'm six years in, and I just learn so slowly, not because I'm bad at it, well, actually, let's take a step back. It's yes, because I'm bad at it, but why am I bad? Well, it's nothing wrong with me. It's that as a child, I never actually worked on that skill. And now it affects me in my language learning. Does that make sense? Uh, I can give examples upon examples. I'll give one more example. Uh, I know students who I have, I've worked with people that never develop study skills. And just because you have poor study skills, it doesn't mean that you can't learn a language. That's just not true. That's false, but I will say that if you have poor study skills and you never really learned how to learn, you never learned how to study something and, and you never learned strategies to help information sink into your brain and remember it, and you never learned that as a skill, well, how are you going to remember vocabulary? How will you do that? How will you remember things that are more technical? How will you do that? You'll have to figure it out and you can figure it out by all means you can, but if you already develop some study skills that might help you and it might make it easier for you and you might learn a little faster. On the flip side, maybe you develop study skills in the sense of you can go and memorize information and regurgitate it on a test. And now you're trying to apply that skill to language learning, which just doesn't work quite frankly. And so now you're wondering why you're not able to learn a language. Well, it's because you have this habit of your idea of what learning means doesn't work for learning languages. So now you have to unlearn that, which is really hard. So we all have pluses and minuses. And sometimes here's a really important thing for you to remember. When you see someone who's, who's learned faster than you, easier than you, who's progressed more than you have, and you feel jealous or you compare yourself to them. Well, remember, they just might've had a certain set of circumstances where learning a language actually played into a lot of the strengths they already had developed due to a vast variety of reasons. Does that make sense? 
versus you just might not have had that that advantage. Like me, I did not. Here's a um, what's a good example. Here's a good example, a non-language example, but it does apply. I grew up in a single-parent household with just my mom. Uh, my dad bumped my parents' divorce when I was very young. I was three years old. I saw my dad a little bit, but I really did never really got to know my dad on a very deep level. He's it's a long story that I don't really want to get into on the podcast, but I grew up with primarily my mom and of course the large family on my mom's side of the family. <clears throat> but I never really had a strong father figure per se, let's let's call it. Now, my mom is extremely introverted and in many ways socially awkward, in many ways. So I grew up around that. And so I never really as a child, like growing up, social skills as a whole were not something I really grew up with. Not to mention my personality growing up was sort of that way too. I didn't really have those social skills. It wasn't really innate in me. Unlike my dad, my dad just has that in him. Like, boy, that guy's got social skills. But then again, he's kind of weird too. Like I see certain tendencies I have that he has in me, not in the same way, but um, like my dad loves to talk and I love to talk, but, but my dad loved to talk like, He's passed away, by the way. Um, but when he was alive, he loved to talk. He loved to talk. Um, how do I say this? It's 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 not important. It's not important for the podcast, regardless. Um, but I didn't really have those. So I remember when I started to work at the window cleaning business. For those of you that have followed this for a while, you know that I used to run a window cleaning business. Well, one of the, the hardest thing for me was that it was such a people-oriented position. There's so much sales involved and getting to know people and reading people and soft skills versus hard skills and all of those things you know there was so much there that just was so unnatural to me due to my upbringing that it was incredibly difficult it was so hard everybody had this extra advantage over me and i found it so so difficult i had to learn it from scratch and i progressed much slower than everybody because of it and I figured it out, right? And I was a high performer at that business and I did run a large window cleaning business and I did learn, develop that skill and learn it, but it was so hard. I had to be told things that nobody else had to be told. And my bosses, like my, my supervisors, whenever I switched over, they had such a hard time working with me because I lacked things that they took for granted. And they didn't even realize that there's people on the planet that lack certain skills that I would lack. So that, that happens due to language learning. So I guess all I'm trying to say is when you're struggling with the like language learning a language has a way actually learning anything to be honest is not just language but language is one of those things learning a language has as a way of showing you some of the things that you're really bad at that you've hidden from yourself for a long time and something that you're really good at it really has a way of showing you your strengths and weaknesses and to become a truly good language 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 learner you have to actually work on some of those weaknesses those personality weaknesses and double down on your personality strengths. You have to do that in order to, it sounds so strange, but to, in order to really give yourself a real shot of achieving your fluency goals and progressing at a rate that is, um, what's the word? Progressing at a consistent rate, I suppose, or a rate that you're happy with, you're gonna have to work on yourself too. Anyway, anything else you wanna say today? I would like to say one last thing. It's on a completely different topic. We're going to take a hard left turn and go on a very different topic. But can we please emphasize the importance of soft skills for a moment? Can we talk about soft skills? So soft skills, if you don't know what they are, I've realized people don't know what soft skills are. I posted something on my Instagram today 
and I've also talked about soft skills with a couple of a uh, couple of potential students and things of that nature and I've been using this term soft skills and people don't know what they are sometimes or they are like how do I know like they're not clear on what this means so let's talk about what these are to start often we talk about soft skills in a job environment a work environment so we have two types of skills we have soft skills and hard skills hard skills hard skills are basically it's specific industry knowledge that you need to know in order to perform your job so if you're an accountant you better know accounting that's a hard skill excuse me if you are a plumber you better know how to fix a toilet that's a hard skill if you are i don't know if you uh fix cell phones for a living you fix technology you better know how to fix technology these are hard skills you need to have your hard skills skills directly related to your job but here's the thing hard skills are often not enough when it comes to work environments i promise there's a language learning connection i'll, I'll make the connection in a moment let's define these skills first soft skills are other skills that are required to actually allow you to succeed at your job often depending on what kind of a uh, job you have soft skills are hard to define they're hard to pin down and it's hard to conceptualize in your mind in a way you know if you're a plumber it's easy to say oh yeah you better know how to fix a toilet yes your brain can grasp that soft skills are harder to um harder to pinpoint and exactly define i'll give you some examples um creativity leadership conflict resolution cr uh critical thinking or being organized, understanding how to communicate clearly, understanding how to read people, realizing that the world is not black and white, it's gray, making smart decisions and having a logic behind why you made those decisions, being adaptable, things of that nature. There's lots of different, you're open to criticism or you are open to feedback. That's how you say that, open to feedback. These are all examples of soft skills. Now, you might be thinking, what the heck are you talking about hard skills and soft skills on a language learning podcast? What's the connection? Well, here's the connection right here. When you are, how do I say this? When you're trying to learn a language, you are going to be working with people in one way, shape or form. It could be a tutor. It could be a teacher. It could be a language exchange partner. It could be a friend who helps you casually. It could be whoever it is. And by the way, if, you, if you're not, if no one's involved in your language learning process, um, you probably need to get some people involved in your language learning process. A tutor, a language exchange partner, someone who helps you casually. You've got to get some people involved at some point or another. Maybe not immediately. You might prefer to do some self-study in the beginning to get some foundations. That's totally fine. But at some point, if you're learning a language, you're, you're hopefully learning a language to communicate with other people. So you're, you better, it's good to start communicating with people during the learning process. But when that's happening, when you are looking for someone to communicate with, you must look for someone that has soft skills, in my opinion. Look for someone that has soft skills. Now, the question becomes, how do you know if someone has soft skills? Like, how do you identify this guy has soft skills, that girl has soft skills? Like, how do you figure that out? Well, you need to look at, you need to pay it, you need to watch them. Watch them, listen to them, see how do they communicate? Are they very blunt? Are they friendly? Can you get along with them? Are they punctual? Are they not punctual? Um, how reliable are they um when you tell them something do they remember what they what you what they told you do they do they can do they read between the lines like how comfortable do you feel it's harder to do that than for some people that you might be hearing me going like what the heck how do i figure that out 
And some some people might be like, oh yeah, that just makes perfect sense to me because you just operate that way. Probably the easiest way to do it, if you're like struggling to figure out, how would I know if someone has soft skills? Google like the most common soft skills. Google them and you'll get a whole list. Keep that list in front of you. And as you're talking to someone, check off the things that you notice. Like, oh, this guy's a strong communicator. Yeah, check it off. Ooh, this guy's really creative. I like that. Yeah, check it off. Check off the different soft skills you see as you talk to them, right? Oh yeah, they seem really organized. That's good. Check them off. You want to work with people that have soft skills. So much so. Here's a fun fact, actually. I've only realized this recently after interviewing someone and he just put it in such a nice way. I was interviewing this guy and I was telling him the things I look for when I hire people and I was just being very open and telling him. He's like, oh, so you look for soft skills. And it clicked in my mind. I was like, oh yeah, right. I look for soft skills. And he planted that seed and I've now been thinking more and more about it. And he's 100% right. I... <laughs> Like, when I hire people, that's the only, that's, I mean, is that the only thing I care about? You have to be strong in the language you're teaching. You have to have some level of like, a, you have to be decently fluent at a minimum. But every, apart from that, all I look for, all I want are soft skills. I don't care about your resume. I don't care if you've taught before. I don't care if you have your certification. I don't care, like, if you look, if you dress up on your interview. Like, I just don't care. Like, I, I, not not in particular, right? Now, if you show up really scruffy on the interview, I notice it, like, oh, interesting. And that might be a reflection of some soft skill because you might lack in one soft skill of realizing that people <clears throat> see you and your first impression has a meaning. You might not realize that. I'm one of those people. I don't always make a great first impression because I don't really dress up. I've been wearing the same clothes since I was like 18. Like, I realize that, but I, I know that about myself. And so I have to shine in other ways. Right, I have to shine in other ways to, to overcome that first impression. <clears throat> but like, that's all I look for. More than half of what I look for are soft skills. Because if you have soft skills, well, when you're helping someone learn a language, in other ways, in other jobs, hard skills matter quite a bit. Like I need a surgeon who really knows what he's doing. I will be okay with my surgeon having a little bit less soft skills if he's over indexes on the hard skills, if that makes sense. He's cutting off a piece of my body, better know what he's doing. Um, but in a tutoring environment or in a teaching environment, if someone's working with you to help you learn a language, soft skills have to be through the roof. They have to have soft skills. It's, it's probably something like a 70-30 equation where the, the hard skills are only 30% of the equation. And it's so funny, the interviews I have with people, if they lack soft skills, like, it's so funny. I talk to people, guys. I talk to them and they'll want to work for me or something. And they start rattling off, oh, here's my resume. Look at this. And they've got this nice blah, blah, blah experience. And they'll say, oh, I have this certification. And oh, yes, look at my structured curriculums. And look at this. I do this and this and this when it's here's my level one. Here's my level two. Here's my level three. Here's my level four. Here's what I do. And, da, 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 da. and they're just kind of and I'm like, hmm, interesting. I don't mind that, by the way, because I do have some tutors that are like that. They have all the resources. They're very organized. That's totally cool. And I'm like, great. But if, but I'm also watching, like, okay, you have all of that, but where are your soft skills? And sometimes they don't have them. They don't demonstrate those whatsoever. Like, that's truly not part of their DNA. I can see through it. I see it, like, quick. I've worked with thousands of people, like, tens of thousands of people now, both in my previous job and now this job. Like, Lord, oh, Lord. So... For you, I think when you're looking for someone, you want to look for, you want to work with people that have those soft skills. It'll make your life, you know, it'll make life a million times easier for you. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up. I have to record some more content for the free course. 
that I put together. Um, go to my website if you haven't checked it out already. It is really good, at least I think it is. I need some more feedback to really make sure that I'm sure, but and that it's really useful for the vast majority of people, but I think it's really, really good. So I'd appreciate it if you start to use it and you join my Discord group and the pro and the monthly Zoom calls. Send me a message on any social platform and I can, I can hook you up. Um, and yeah, we'll chat later. Bye for now. See you.